Ulibanji Kusan Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Malawi update for the week of the 2nd of September 2021. Ten minutes of what's been happening in the warm heart of Africa during the week, every single week. So here we go. First up, COVID-19 headlines. Malawi government is urging all citizens to become vaccinated, especially now that over 160,000 AstraZeneca shots have arrived in the country, courtesy of Sweden and the COVAX facility. Details of where you can receive your vaccine can be found on the Malawi Ministry of Health's Facebook page. Malawian government says it is following reports of a new COVID-19 variant in South Africa. Reuters, however, is reporting that scientists are yet to establish whether the new variant is more contagious or able to overcome the immunity provided by vaccines or prior infections. Ministry of Health spokesperson Adrian Chikumbe has said the ministry has a robust surveillance system, which is monitoring the situation, adding that the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19 is also monitoring and will decide whether or not to reinstate the restrictions. Earlier this week, the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19 lifted travel restrictions for people entering the country from countries regarded as COVID-19 high risk. The decision followed a meeting by the task force to review the status of the pandemic in the country. Co-chairperson of the task force, Kumbize Kandoro Chiponda, said people from India, Bangladesh, Nepal, and Pakistan and Brazil can now travel to Malawi without restrictions because of the COVID-19 situation has eased in their countries. All travelers are, however, still required to present a negative PCR test result taken no more than 72 hours before landing in Malawi. Travel restrictions ban was imposed in April in a bid to reduce the spread of the Delta variant, which was first detected in India. So far, vaccination is underway across the country as cases have seemingly gone down with the infection rate leveling at 4%. Government isn't the only institution urging people to get vaccinated. TNM has called on its employees to receive the COVID vaccine under a mandatory 10-day period, according to a leaked international memorandum that was seen and revealed by Times 360 Malawi. When contacted, however, CEO of the telecommunications company Arnold Mwana said it is not mandatory per se for the employees to receive the shot. Part of his response read, quote, as TNM, we are taking the pandemic seriously considering its severe ramifications in our lives and business. It's not mandatory to our employees, but we are encouraging every member of staff to get vaccinated, end quote. And mixed reactions from the public with some applauding TNM's move and others calling their move an abuse of human rights and dictatorial. Share your opinions. We're curious. Share at Malawi at Rorschach.com. On Monday the 30th, the DOA first grade magistrate's court instructed nine people to pay fines ranging from 20,000 kwacha, roughly 25 U.S. dollars, to 60,000, roughly 74 U.S. dollars, or in default to serve two months imprisonment with hard labor for countervening COVID-19 rules and regulations. The court, through state prosecutor Sergeant Joseph Banda, heard that the convicts, whose ages ran from 20 to 44, were arrested on the night of August 28th at Chesi Trading Center in Doha for gathering at a public place outside permitted hours and operating a business outside permitted hours. Earlier last month, Malawi law enforcement held a press conference stating that they would enforce COVID-19 rules and regulations, which among others include mandatory wearing of masks in public, curfew from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., and a seating capacity of not more than 50 people indoors and 100 outdoors. In other news, the Reserve Bank of Malawi, RBM, has reintroduced the mandatory sale of export proceeds kept at exporters' foreign exchange-denominated accounts, FCDAs, to local authorized dealer banks, ADBs. 
a move which aims at addressing foreign exchange shortages in the country. The system started in 1994 when exporters were returning 90% of proceeds kept at their FCDAs, but was later abolished in 2015. According to the press statement from the central bank, the system has been reintroduced with immediate effect after noting tightness in the foreign exchange market. The statement, signed by RBM Governor Wilson Banda, says all exports are immediately required to liquidate 30% of what is currently in their FCDA by selling the foreign exchange to any ADB. Goes on to say that, quote, exporters are at liberty to sell the foreign exchange to any ADB offering a better exchange rate other than the ADB which received the export proceeds. This sale should be done within two days from the date of receipt of the proceeds, end quote. For the past month, Malawi's foreign exchange reserve position had been volatile, affecting footing in the local unit, the Kwacha, which has been losing value lately. For instance, until June this year, foreign exchange reserve positions had been below two months' worth of imports. Recent figures from the central bank show that gross official reserves stood at 404 million U.S. dollars, about 333 billion Kwacha, an equivalent of 1.6 months of import cover in July. This is down from 425 million U.S. dollars, about 348 billion kwacha, an equivalent of 1.7 months of import cover in June 2021. Recent past, Malawi has seen an increase in demand for foreign exchange, or Forex, which, according to RBM, continues to surpass the supply required for financing it. Malawi remains a predominantly consuming and importing nation, despite attempts to make it grow its export base. On Wednesday the 2nd, President Lazarus Chakwera appointed Anthony Kasunda as acting press secretary. According to a statement from State House signed by Director of Communications Sean Campondani, the appointment was made with immediate effect. The appointment of Kasunda, who was public relations officer for Blantyre City Council, has filled the gap left by Brian Banda, who left the position last month for studies in China. Government said it is fully committed to addressing all inefficiencies registered during the implementation of the Affordable Input Program, AIP, in the 2021 farming season. Director of Communications at Statehouse, Sean Campondeni, who was speaking during the Statehouse brief in Blantyre, mentioned that some of the inefficiencies to be addressed include getting rid of duplications in the register. He said the president is fully committed to ensuring that the program is a success in the next farming season, reiterating the government stand that the 2020-2021 beneficiaries on the register will be removed in the next growing season. He also added that the president is fully committed to delivering on his promise as far as food security in the country is concerned. During the briefing, Campondini announced that the president would ensure that the price of fertilizer is reduced to enable those not benefiting from AIP to buy, hence increasing food production in the country. Meanwhile, Campondeni says Chacuera will be meeting with the Treasury to map the way forward on the funding of the program this year. Yeah, those duplicates on the list. This comes after a recent sharp rise in fertilizer prices has worried farmers in the country. In early June, a 50-kilo bag of fertilizer was ranging from 21,000 kwacha to 23,000 kwacha, which is about 27 U.S. dollars. Currently, the commodity is being sold between 36 and 40,000 kwacha, which is about 46 U.S. dollars, and represents a 74% increase. 
Medical Council of Malawi, MCM, has suspended 10 medical practitioners whom it found guilty of various offenses of professional misconduct. A statement signed by the council's acting registrar confirms the development follows investigations conducted between 2019 and 20 following public complaints against the medics and their hospitals. Medical practitioners include Frank Taulo, registered a renowned gynecologist whose case involved his time at Mwaiwatu Private Hospital. According to MCM on the 15th of August, 2020, Taulo neglected to attend to a woman who was on induced labor and later suffered serious complications due to poor monitoring. Following his conviction, the council has recommended revocation and suspension of his private practice license for five years. Another medic, Innocent Mhango, who served at Machinga District Hospital, failed to manage a woman in labor, contributing to a ruptured uterus and stillbirth in August 2017. He is set to undergo a six-month remedial clinical attachment in obstetrics and gynecology department at the Kamuzu Central Hospital. Other medics who have received suspension penalties from MCM include Louis Munyungu, Martha Maquero, Grace Misiri, Lastan Mkandawide, Innocent Malolo, Oa Capito, Bakali Rajab, and Blessings Capezi. Malawi has one of the highest modern maternal mortality rates globally, currently estimated at 439 maternal deaths per 100,000 live births, with adolescent pregnancies attributing to 29% of those births and 15% of maternal deaths. Child mortality rate in Malawi is 416 deaths per thousand live births as of 2019. Some students in Mangochi district are likely to miss classes for the whole week as they are reported to be in initiation camps. Alex Amadu, who is the area civic education coordinator for the National Initiative for Civic Education, said some children in the area of traditional authority, T.A. Makanjira, were taken to initiation camps in the last week of the school holidays and would not come out in time for school opening. T.A. Makanjita admitted that some initiation camps are still open in this area and said he had summoned chiefs at his headquarters to explain why they allowed the initiation ceremonies to take place as children were preparing to return to school. The commentator on social media said, quote, This is a clear indication that education authorities do not involve traditional leaders when making school calendars. If we can't tread carefully, we may end up diluting our beautiful culture because of Western educational systems. We cannot quit our cultural activities because we're now educated, end quote. Another commentator's comment read, quote, In the education versus culture debacle, our government needs to sober up. We need not treat one as superior to the other. Education is important, yes, but culture is important too. Government is duty-bound to see to it that the two balance up, or else we will end up with majority opting for culture and a few for education, end quote. We'd like to hear your thoughts on this story. What steps can be taken to ensure children receive both education and cultural training? Is there a need for the two to be balanced? Let us hear your thoughts about initiation camps particularly. Moving on, President Lazarus Chakwera presided over the ceremony for the upgrading works on Kenyatta Drive and Mzimba Street in Lilongwe, a project he says marks his administration's quest to uplift the infrastructure of Lilongwe to the standard benefiting that of the nation's capital. The Mzimba Street and Kenyatta Drive, which connect Lilongwe, Old Town, and City Center, will be upgraded to six lanes, a development that is a first of its kind in Malawi. The four-kilometer stretch, which will also see the construction of a modern bridge on the Lingazi River and a partial cloverleaf interchange to replace the roundabout at Kamuzu International Airport, 
Petroda filling station is expected to cost around 19 billion kwacha, about 23 million U.S. dollars. Rhodes Authority Board Chairperson Joe Chingani hailed Chacuera for his commitment towards infrastructure development in the country. He said the road, which will be constructed by China Civil Engineering Company and with funding from the Malawi government through a bond to be issued by the Rhodes Fund Administration in conjunction with Standard Bank and Old Mutual. Other road construction work, which were in the 21-2022 budget, include expansion to the dual carriageway on the M1 road from Machinji Road Roundabout to Kanengo, works on the M1 road from Kamuzu International Airport Junction to the Mzimba Turnoff and from Kacheche to Chiweta. To facilitate smooth execution of these works and continued flow of traffic, the Roads Authority, together with the Lilongwe City Council, are calling on all companies and individuals who have their services, billboards, signposts, or any other objects erected along these roads to relocate structures with immediate effect in order to pave the way for construction works. They're also appealing to the traveling public to look out for traffic control warning signs, which will be placed in all strategic places along the road to ensure safety during the entire construction period. While one city flourishes, another stalls, as China Railway Number no. 5 Engineering Group has given the Malawi government 21 days to pay the company an outstanding sum of 1.2 billion kwacha, about a million U.S. dollars, or risk suspension of their works on the 16-kilometer stretch of the Jenda Edigani Road from Chindoka to Ambangweni in Mzimba District. This was revealed when Deputy Minister of Transport and Public Works Nancy Chaola Ndoko appreciated work being done on the Jenda Edigani Road and Minjiri and Chakazi bridges in Mzimba. Roads Authority Board Chairperson Joe Chingani said such delays in paying contractors are derailing the competition for many projects in the country, including the Jenda Edigani Road, and called on other arms of government like the Treasury to be diligent in their work so that such contractors are paid on time. Mndoko also attributed the delays in paying contractors to lack of governmental con- coordination and swiftness, but assured the people of Jenda and Mbangweni that the government would pay the contractors and complete the project. She also added that the project may be finished before the scheduled time of six months. National Bank of Malawi, NBM, PLC, has partnered with the Institute of Chartered Accountants in Malawi, ICAM, to provide members with a channel for making various payments through the bank's digital platform while providing customers with a safe and secure means to make transactions. NBM Mobile and eMoney Services Manager Enala Chiwida said digitization of banking services has become more prominent with the onset of the COVID pandemic, where individuals are encouraged to avoid contact with surfaces as well as to minimize interpersonal interactions. ICAM Chief Executive Officer Francis Gondwe said the digital payment channels would offer flexibility to ICAM members, students, and stakeholders that make payments to ICAM, highlighting that students would not be required to travel to any offices or banks to pay for any ICAM services. Malawians on social media have hailed the development, citing that it is in line with the technological advancements happening in other countries and would aid in lowering COVID-19 cases and logistical expenditures. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, share and subscribe for more. We want to know where you're listening from. So drop us a line at our brand new dedicated email address at malawi at rorschach.com. Let us know what city or town you're in. We're curious. And you can find us on Instagram at Rorschach Malawi. Pitani Bueno.